Hi there, this is Alana, and you are listening to the Praying Christian Women podcast with me and my great friend Jamie Hampton. Thanks for joining us today. Our verse of the day today is from Luke 5, verses 15 and 16. This is from the NIV. Yet the news about him spread all the more, so the crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Let's open with a word of prayer. God, we just thank you that you gave us Jesus as an example for every aspect of our lives, including prayer. And we just pray that you would help us to understand more fully how we can establish good prayer habits, reveal the areas in our lives where we are in bad habits or not in the habit of all at all of praying and um, and also on the other side, help us to have grace with ourselves and not to be too hard on ourselves. Help us to, to love being with you, to love spending time with you, and for it to be a joy and a reward and not a, a, a list um, that we go down and check boxes. We just pray that you'd be glorified in this time and that it would really serve to build us up and just help us to have more powerful prayer lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So our just for fun question is name a habit you have that is good or bad or both. All right. So we're going to be talking about creating good prayer habits. And I've been thinking a lot about my habits lately. So one of my kind of annoying habits is saying, I'm sorry. I don't know why it has been something that I've just like, it's just a bad habit. And I have to force myself not to say I'm sorry for everything, even if right. Like As, if you're actually sorry and have done something wrong, I'm sure that's not right. what we're talking about. But no, but no like oh, right. I remember no. every so often, like I'll call you and the very first thing you say is, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what are you apologizing for? <laughs> Most people say, I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, I have heard that. Yes. And um, I've noticed it in my daughter. And I, oh, uh-huh. isn't that the pits? Like when you it see is, something- copying your bad habits. Yeah. And so I will, and I get irritated with her and you would think I would have the most grace with her, for, mm-hmm. but it makes me the most angry because it, I'm mad it's at like myself. It's like looking at yourself in a mirror. I know. No, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just like, and not even angry, but just frustrated. I'm like, stop saying you're sorry. And I just feel terrible. Yeah. Anyway. I and know. The, Oh, and well, and the other one on the flip side is just, I've gotten in a bad habit of responding impatiently to my kids. Mm-hmm. I think it's because they've gone back to school. Well, not recently, recently, but you know, I have th- the three kids are in school all day. When they get home, they are usually hungry and testy with each other. I know. Yeah. It's just that I don't want to call it an awkward time. Almost like just the witching hour for a lot of families though. You know, it's just a... Yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. Well, and you would think that saying. that would be the time that I haven't seen them all day. And so I, I want to really, you know, nurture yeah. them and be, and I do, but then they start mm-hmm. acting up. So I've just gotten in this habit though lately of snapping at them, even when there's nothing to snap at. And I, I'm mm-hmm. sure that trickles down into how they treat each other. How about you? Mm-hmm. Okay. So a habit I'm trying to break, I've been doing a decent job for the past couple of weeks of not checking um, my email from bed on my phone. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 So I feel good about, um, like I'm still checking it too often, but it's kind of become like a hard and fast rule. I don't check my email when I'm in bed. And so that's at least a start. Um, so I guess that's kind of both like, it's a good habit that I'm stopping a bad habit. (laughs) Is that how we can put it? (laughs) Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I was going to ask you something else too, that this reminded me of when I, when I saw the just for fun question, I was going to give a, like a secondary. Oh, okay. So just for fun part two, because we can, and because it's just for fun. If you could wake up tomorrow and have like the ability to maintain one good habit for the rest of your entire life, like you wake up tomorrow and there is one thing that you never have to worry about remembering to do. It never feels hard to do. You're like a hundred percent responsible in this one habit. What would you pick? I don't know if it's allowed, but it's just organization being organized mm-hmm. or, you know, or maybe so what would be like the one thing, like every night before bed, I clean the kitchen or, you know, right. like it was going to be one thing. Okay. Actually, I'm going to switch. So organization as it pertains to training my kids. So like, okay. Enforcing, like I, I set rules, I set chores. We mm-hmm. do stuff like that, but I, I just, it's hard to enforce. Sometimes it's so I much more energy and I flow. And it, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I, I would say I would true. love to be, because I know some people don't struggle with this because I know some mm-hmm. people that it comes very naturally for them. They're like, well, mm-hmm. just do it, you know? And mm-hmm. so if I could be very, if it would come easily for me to just, it once I set a rule in place, maintaining it. And if I had to like mm-hmm. narrow it down even further, I would say as it pertains to training my kids to do like chores and pick up yeah. after themselves and things mm-hmm. like that being good at, at maintaining that. Is that. Yeah. No, I totally get it. Cause like yeah. I can come up with the chore list, but then like two weeks in they're tired of it and I'm tired of enforcing yes. it. So I, I absolutely understand. Yeah. I think that, what about you? I was thinking, um, mine would probably be to have like just such, um, a super consistent wind down routine at night before bed. Mm-hmm. And I think if I could only put one thing into that wind down routine, it would be like stretching every single night before bed. Mm-hmm. Cause I know I can kind of like what you were saying, have ebb and flow. I can have, you know, months where it's at least like four or five nights a week. And then I can go weeks without it at all. And, you know, I definitely feel the difference in how I feel. And I think just, it's a nice opportunity to reflect on the day and spend some time just kind of slowing your brain down. Um, so that's probably what it would be for me. That's good. Well, as you said that, it made me think exercise is another one. I know I can't have two, mm-hmm. but yeah, exercise is another one because I have the intention, but I yeah. never, I've been Well, you know bad. how in some, um, some countries, the, the traffic directors like dance, have you ever seen those? Yes. So what you could be is you could be like the chore director, but you could be doing aerobics while you're directing chores. That is and great. So, It'll be like, do a squat, put that away, do a squat, pick up your room, you know? And like, you could have little, um, I think, I think we could find a way to make that turn into one habit. Don't you? I think we could for sure. (laughs) And then what you got to do is you got to take a video of it and post it in the Facebook group. (laughs) And then I will get, I'll get followers and I'll become famous and I'll never have any financial worries again. And it'll be like a triple bonus. Hey, sorry. If we blipped out for a sec, I think we had, um connectivity issues. If someone out, we are back. What were we talking about? Habits, right? 
Yes, I think we were talking about the habits uh, about me becoming famous after dancing around. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Can you picture like Mary Poppins if she also added like dance to her singing for the chores? She kind of does a little bit, I guess. So, you know, she sometimes. bugs me to no ends. Do you know Did that? You? Like, even as a kid, she just weirded me out. Yeah. I Did you see the new Mary Poppins? No, I don't like her. <laughs> she don't. We've learned something, something new. I know. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a little smug. She is. Yeah, she's smug. She lies to the kids, and that really, really bugged me when I was a kid myself. What were like, her lies? Like that they didn't really go to all those pretend places. Oh, right. When that right you know, to try she's and like, yeah, no, you oh. didn't do that. So you just, oh, you know, I never made that connection, but she really did. I mean, I thought, haha, very funny, but you're right. She totally like, yeah. Yeah. And she just picks up her umbrella and leaves. I mean, what's up with that? All right. I'll, I'll never be able to watch Mary Poppins the same way again. (laughs) I know. I know you heard it first here, guys. We are boycotting Mary Poppins from now on. (laughs) Not really, but sort of. Just kidding. Okay. So. We are talking about good prayer habits, which I know we've covered before on episodes, but I wanted to tie it in. So there's this um, book that I recently read called Atomic Habits that has some really nice kind of breakdowns for like rules to create good habits and then to disrupt bad habits. So I think for our prayer life, it's a lot about both. Like we talk a lot on the show, I would guess when we talk about prayer and habit formation we probably talk mostly about like here's how to start good prayer habits mm-hmm. and i don't think we've talked a ton about here's how to stop the habits that are sabotaging your prayer so what i thought would be fun is to kind of go through this framework because he has in the book atomic habits these four kind of like checkpoints so i'll just go through it so to to have success with creating a good habit You want to make that habit obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying. Those are kind of the four things that he says. So like real quick, if we're applying that to our prayer life, you want to make it obvious. So what that means is like you want to put your Bible where you're going to see it when you make your coffee. You know, like you want to have it right there. Um, Make it attractive. And so like I love having my morning quiet time with my cup of coffee because I like my cup of coffee and I already associate that first cup of coffee with just a nice cozy feeling, you know, Mm -hmm. so that's like, make it attractive, make it easy, which is like, don't make it so that you've got 20 things that you need to find in the morning before you start your quiet time. You know what I mean? Like have them ready (laughs) and make it simple. Like have your Bible there, have whatever you're going to do there. Like we just got this new elliptical kind of machine, but the way our living room is set up, you have to climb over the couch to get onto it. Oh, fact that if it, like if we had literally two more feet where you didn't have to climb over a couch, it would get used more because no, it's not impossible to step onto a couch to get onto the elliptical, but when it's already something like riding the elliptical that not many of us are like super excited to do anyway, the easiest that you can make that process of getting started, the better. So that might be things like having your journal and your bathrobe right there in your favorite chair where you're going to be doing your morning quiet time. 
or something like that. And then make it satisfying, which is kind of along with attractive, like connect it to things that you already love to do. So my guess, like if people go and listen to our episodes, like none of that's going to sound groundbreaking, right? And it like, it makes intuitive sense. But another way that you can look at these kind of four frameworks is if you want to stop a bad habit, you do the exact opposite. So let's go through it. So like Jamie, to put you on the spot, like what's a, what's a bad habit that is impacting your prayer life? Would you say? Busyness, just like constant, uh, like, uh, well, I'll go with the constant input. So like basically I'm always, even, even if I have a quiet moment, I, Mm -hmm. I have this idea that I have to be listening to something important or Mm -hmm. reading something or mostly it's listening to like a podcast or a mm-hmm. something, an audio book or okay. whatever. No, I, I totally had that too. I was listening to so many podcasts at night before bed that mm-hmm. hey, I just was ruining my sleep, mm-hmm. which isn't good for your health or your prayer life. And mm-hmm. yeah, like what a great time to pray when you're just kind of at the end of the day in that kind of drowsy moment anyway. So let's take that. You and I have had issues in the past. We listened to too many podcasts and we want to break that habit. So the first law to create a good habit is you want to make it obvious. And so when you want to break that habit, you have to kind of, um, kind of hide it. Like I took my Facebook app and I tucked it in to a separate folder on my phone. So now it takes me two clicks to get to Mm -hmm. instead of just one. And it seems like such a small thing, but I, it did help me to consciously stop checking Facebook so much. Mm -hmm. Um, or maybe like don't have, for me, it was listening to podcasts at night. So don't bring your headphones up to bed. Mm -hmm. You know, like if going back to like, you want your, your good habits to be easy. So you want your bad habits to be hard. Like if you're going to listen to that podcast after you've already gotten into bed, that means you're going to have to get out of your nice warm, cozy bed. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to go downstairs. You're going to have to turn on all the lights. You're going to have to open up the drawer, take out your headphones and then go all the way back upstairs. Right. And when you're kind of in that, um, I'm about ready to go to sleep anyway, that's for many nights, that's just not going to be worth it. Um, well, and that's interesting because if you, so not having the headphones upstairs, isn't going to like make you not listen to them, mm -hmm. but it's going to really make it hard to, and the act of self-control or will that it takes for Mm -hmm. you to leave the headphones downstairs is Uh way easier than the the act of will or self-control that it would take for you to just say, I'm not going to let myself listen to you. Something. Yeah, because when they're right there on your nightstand, how easy it is is it to just roll over and grab it? Right. You know? So that's that's interesting that that thinking of some act that you can do mm-hmm. that can take you one step farther yeah, just make away it one from step harder to do. You yes. Know? Um, mm-hmm. What are some other bad habits that you can think of that that can impact people's prayer lives? I know. I mean, television is another one. Just it's another uh-huh. form of media. Oh, for sure. Like actually in this book, it talked about a guy who kept his TV in the closet. Like he, he, there were certain things that he, like, let's say he wanted to be able to watch the Super Bowl, but he doesn't want to watch TV every day. And so like, if you know that you're going to have to go up to the closet, mm-hmm. take out the TV, set it up, plug in all those cords, you're going to do that for something that you really, really want to watch. It's not going to be just this mindless press a button, you know, or put the remote in another room. 
even that could be enough to like, if you're the kind of person who sits down and your go-to is grab the remote, well, put the remote somewhere else. So you actually have to get back up <laughs> off your rear end and go get the remote every once in a while. This is bad. Um, if there's dark chocolate in the house, I have to ask my husband to hide it. Oh my goodness. And I'll be like, don't let me have this until next weekend. Mm -hmm. And since he's so much taller than I am, it's usually like somewhere, you know, <laughs> that I can't even see, but there, it is this idea of if it's out of sight, then it's so much, um, harder to just fall into the bad habit without, you have to be deliberate to fall into that bad habit. You so, you know, when there's dark chocolate in the house, when Alana gets the step ladder out, <laughs> I am so short, Jamie. The step, this, the step stool, at least, it's always out. <laughs> and my husband trips over it every single day. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because he's know, not looking just, down that far. I know, I know. Um, but, you know, these are just ways to start thinking. And they're like, they're very simple shifts, you know, putting your Bible by your mug so that when you go to grab that cup of coffee in the morning, boom, there's your Bible. Because how many of us have great intentions to start our day with the Bible, but oh man, the Bible's upstairs. I guess I'll just check my email, <laughs> you know, or um, even pairing habits. So for example, a lot of times I'll go through, if I need to kind of wean myself off of checking my phone too much, I'll kind of make a rule like I'm not going to open up my inbox until I've had my prayer time or things mm -hmm. like that because like it would be silly to say I'm never going to check email on my phone again because like that's it's what I do and I, I kind of I don't mean to but it's part of my business also you know to have access to my email but you know, you can say, well, I'm not going to do this before nine in the morning or I'm going to read my Bible first and then I'll do this other thing. So can you go through, so can you go through, was it four yeah. points? So can you go through those again? Yeah. Okay. So for a good habit, you want it to be obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying. So like if we wanted to, let's, let's do our um, prayers for the unsaved. Like okay. if you've been struggling to make this a daily habit and you want to make it a daily habit. First, you want to make it obvious. And so you want to have something that will be some kind of tangible reminder. So super easy is you go onto Amazon, you order the paperback and you put the paperback somewhere where you're going to see it mm -hmm. every day when it's time to pray. So let's just say that you want to pray for your unsaved friends before you eat breakfast. So you put it there, you buy the book to make it obvious, and you put the book there on your counter. And so when you open the fridge to get your breakfast, you see it there. Or maybe you put like a magnet on your fridge. So you make it really obvious. And then you make it attractive. And this can mean several different things, but it's often it can be things like um, pairing it to something else. Oh, you know what? I don't get to log on to Facebook until I've prayed for my friend, mm -hmm. you know? So you're, you're kind of creating like mini rewards. I do this with my writing. Like after I write a thousand words, then I get to go downstairs and dig around and try to find where Scott hid the dark chocolate, <laughs> you know, <laughs> giving yourself a tiny reward can, you know, it's just, it's a mental hack to make that habit more enjoyable. And then you want to make it easy. So that means like what we've talked about several times, you don't want to have a 50 person list if that feels hard, which for most people, a 50 person list is going to feel hard. Mm -hmm. So you want to make it easy. You want to make it like one or two people. You want to um, 
have your bookmark right there so you don't have to remember which day you're on mm -hmm. or things like that. And then um, make it satisfying. So sometimes, again, this can tie into like setting up little rewards or maybe you buy the paperback and each each day that you pray, like the prayer on that day, you just put a check mark by that prayer. And let's say you do this every day for three months. Well, first of all, A, it's pretty likely that it's going to become a habit if you've stuck to it for that long. And B, you know, it's a 30-day guide. And if you've done it for three months, that means like each prayer is going to have three check marks, which no, in the grand scheme of things means nothing, but it still can kind of tie into our sense of just accomplishments and like, here's something tangible that I did. Yeah. Well, and I also think when you're doing for the example of, of prayers for the unsaved or really any prayer, keeping a journal and like maybe at the end mm -hmm. of that prayer time, like kind of rereading, because I feel like prayer itself is really satisfying once you've gotten into it. And it, again, it's like exercise. We keep going back yeah. to it, but mm -hmm. once you see progress, you're, it's almost like it's addictive. And so with prayer, yeah. mm -hmm. once you have been praying for someone for a while or keep a record in your journal and you start to yeah. see God answering those prayers, I mean, mm -hmm. that in itself is like a self-fulfilling um, reward. Gives kind of momentum. Yeah, exactly. Gives, gives exactly. your prayer life momentum. So keeping mm -hmm. a prayer journal for whatever it is that you're doing, or if you got the prayers for the unsaved book and you've written your friend's names and you're like, that person got saved, or I saw that person mm -hmm. started going to church or is asking questions that mm -hmm. can be really satisfying to see God yeah. work when you reflect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I just thought it would be fun to kind of chat about some of those. Um, and I guess we have two choices because I know you had some stuff to, to chat about with prayer habits. We could save that and make this like a two-parter or we could dive into some of those now. Well, I don't know. I really like your, um, I like, I like, I did not realize, so I didn't realize when I saw this in here that you had stuff planned. So I let's know, stick I should have made with, a note. No, that's okay. Let's stick with what you have because I really like this. And you know what? I actually just ordered the audiobook while you were talking. <laughs> No, it's, it's very good. I really, yeah. I really, I had a credit it. to use and I thought, oh, yeah. this is perfect. Cause my husband would probably like it too. So Atomic mm -hmm. Habits by James Clear. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's make this part one then of our chat about mm -hmm. prayer habits and then we'll do a part two. Cause I, like, honestly, we could probably podcast for a year about prayer habits and, mm -hmm. you know, not run out of, <laughs> not run out of material. Um, so given those frameworks, the easy and obvious, like, can you think of like one, what's one change that you could do to either encourage a good habit or discourage a bad habit that's going to impact your prayer life based on those? Um, I think number one, I love having coffee in the morning. That's kind of mm -hmm. like after I drop kids Let's off to, to yeah. school, mm -hmm. I make coffee and then I either sit down and plan for the day or I take it with me to do whatever. So mm -hmm. if I told myself that either before I had coffee or I think better, I think I would like it if I had my coffee in my hand. And, yeah. While you're doing it. Um, and that's one thing. The other thing I was thinking in terms of like, um, attractiveness mm -hmm. it, or in maybe satisfying, maybe it's attractive. Um, just having like our, our kitchen right now can be kind of drafty and cold and right. so having a blanket over by the chair that I normally sit in, which actually yeah, the chair's not there right now. Set up. Yeah, no, I think it is like, I think maybe in a perfect world, those things wouldn't matter, but 
like we are physical creatures in physical bodies and we're living in a place where we have some basic luxuries like blankets and heaters and Socks I think that, or slippers. Yeah, yeah. You know, whatever you can do to just kind of make your your prayer space feel attractive, I think does help. Now we don't need to go absolutely overboard and buy ourselves a three hundred and sixty degree porch like I went to for my prayer room. <laughs> 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 We're referencing um what's the what's that episode? It's not too long ago. Oh, the, I know. Like yeah. your, your dream prayer room. Ideal prayer closet. Something no, like was that. It, something it was like more that. just for fun. But, yeah, you know, that. I mean, the idea is the same. If you want to give yourself a pretty candle and have that be just something that makes you feel nice and cozy and yeah, go do that. Um, I think, again, coffee really is a good um trigger, you know, like a mental trigger, because it really is like that first cup of coffee. It's relaxing, it's comforting. And mm -hmm. if you can associate those things with your morning prayer time, that's even better, you know, and you're not going to forget your coffee if you're anything like me. So, you know, that's another kind of um, just habit hack, I guess you could call it is like stacking your habits. So here's something like I always pray when I walk into the grocery store or, you know, just things like that, that you just kind of train yourself for prayer reminders is another way. But yeah, I love the idea of the morning coffee. I think for me, I'm not ready to keep my headphones downstairs, but I might go back to, for a while, I was really good about, um, well, right now what I'm doing for my podcast addiction at night <laughs> is trying to keep it so that it's only on the weekends and it becomes, then it becomes sort of its own reward that I can look forward to. Mm -hmm. um, not checking my email so much. That's probably the one that I need to do. Maybe, maybe I need to go back to like the checking the email for the first time in the day comes after that cup of coffee and morning quiet time. I think that would help me. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, it's a fun discussion. And you know me, I kind of geek out about like the habit stuff, the productivity no, I think stuff. That is great. And I think that's kind of a, so did you come up with the term habit stacking or is that something in the book? Mm -mm. No, I don't know if it's this book or other books, but um, no, it's not my my phrase, but it, it's a great idea. You know, kind of, I think the classic example is like, praying for your kids when you brush their teeth when they're little, yes. you know, because you're going to brush your teeth every day. So you may as well kind of attach a prayer reminder to those things that you know you're going to be doing. Right. And I think you could literally attach a visible prayer reminder. So like on my coffee machine, I could yeah. put... Mm -hmm. something that says, don't forget to pray. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that goes back to the make it obvious, you know, yes. people, um, I know one prayer hack my husband likes to share in Bible studies and stuff is you can print up your prayer list and then just get a gallon Ziploc bag and tape it up on your shower. And then you have like a, a waterproof prayer list for right there in the shower. Oh, that is a really good idea. So mm -hmm. yeah, that would be another great idea for, you know, it makes, make it obvious. Make it obvious. I think out of all of those, that's probably like the easiest place to start, you mm -hmm. know? And then again, when you're trying to cut a bad habit, just make it, make it so that you have one or two more steps until you have to do it, you know? Like yeah. having your husband hide the chocolate. So you have to hunt for it. You can't just open the cupboard and eat it. <laughs> I wonder if you could reverse that and hide the remote <laughs> for your husband. How would, 
<laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Like, how would that go over? Or for my kids, I could hide the remote. And that's actually happened where, not that I've intentionally hidden it. Oh, uh-huh. I, I have a funny aside. So okay. we're having our interior repairs done post-earthquake mm-hmm. where cracks mm-hmm. and drywall stuff. So the TV had to come off the wall. And mm-hmm. it's been off the wall for like almost a week now. Mm-hmm. So we we have a TV in a different room, but it's like really not easy to get into. It's not and comfortable. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, no, I get it. That's and exactly so, what it's talking about. Yeah. But so my son, my middle son came in and he was like, uh, he had the remote in his hand and he held it up and he was like, oh, there's no Aww. TV. And I yeah, said, yeah, there's no TV. Mm-hmm. And he said, so when are we going to, so how are we going to watch TV? And I started laughing <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well, it's, you know, the TV's off the wall. And so he's like, <laughs> so seriously, how are we going to watch TV? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. That's anyway. Funny. Yeah. No, but yeah, I mean, even just the extra step of having the TV remote in the kitchen, mm-hmm. like even that can be enough that sometimes you're just not going to reach for it, you know? So well, my son, so my oldest will sometimes like when I come pick him up from school, I'll have my phone and he, he doesn't have a smartphone. And so I'll have my phone and usually I'm listening to a podcast or, mm-hmm. you know, something. And so, but I'll have, I'll usually turn it off right before he comes in the car and I'll have it sitting mm-hmm. down in the console. And he got into this habit of just reaching for the phone every day. Like as soon as he got in the car, he grabbed the phone and he'd start playing a game or something just without mm-hmm. even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So I ended up moving the phone into my pocket so that he had right. to ask yeah. for it. And yeah, but I mean, that can work for yourself too, doing something mm-hmm. like that. But these yeah, are or good. I know, yeah, parents who will like change the Wi Fi password each day. You know, I'll mm-hmm. give you the Wi Fi password after you do your chores. Um, going back to the making it obvious, there's kind of a homeschool, it's not really a, a homeschool style, but it's just kind of, um, I don't know what you would call it, a homeschool hack mm-hmm. where basically. It, they call it, I think they call it like the strewing method. You just, you buy a bunch of books and leave them around the house and eventually assume that your kids during a time in a board are going to pick them up and read it, you know? So like kind of those, um, like it can work with all those coffee table gift books that, you know, will teach you about physiology or, you know, National Geographic magazine, you know, just having reading material all over and not being like, Jamie, now it is time for you to read a chapter about, you know, elephants, but hey, look. But I'm bored. See. Here's what's that? They'll see something that exactly them and pick yeah. It up. And I feel like we could even do that to ourselves. So mm-hmm. buy a couple prayer guides, or you know, maybe I know at one point the youth group was doing a fundraiser for like calendars that had pretty photography with a Bible verse. And I ended up just buying one of them and some cheap frames and just putting them around the house. You know, like strewing prayer reminders around your home or your office can also be a way to make, you know, make these habits more obvious. That's a great idea. And even in your car and, you know, on your dashboard Mm -hmm. or Mm. even, you know, my dad, I don't even know what the purpose of it was. It had something to do with a Bible study that he did at church, but Mm -hmm. on his watch, he had a little red sticker, like a dot. Mm -hmm. And I asked him what it was for and it had to do with praying for something. Yeah, when you see that, it reminds he, you. Yeah, every time he mm-hmm. checked his watch. So you could do that nowadays on, yeah. I mean, some people still wear watches, but like on your phone, you yeah. could just have a physical sticker on your phone mm-hmm. that would mm-hmm. prompt you. My husband actually has a reminder, like a, 
like through like a phone reminder. Yeah. Google or whatever. Or no, Mm -hmm. I guess it's an iPhone thing, but anyway, yeah, it pops up and it'll say kids and it Mm -hmm. just, it has to do with something that he read that reminded him to either pray for kids or Mm -hmm. I I don't know what it was, but no, I think those kinds of things are great. Yeah. Just the more obvious obvious that you can make your prayer reminders, the more success you're going to have. So cool. All right. Well, where do we go from here? It's been a while since we've done it. We're still at our early batch recording. So, (laughs) Ooh, our call to action. That's what we get to do. All right. So we have our prayer journaling for busy Christian women course. So this is a series of videos, um, especially if you want to kind of get into prayer journaling and this, this would be fun. So let's, let's go through these four steps. Like if you want to make prayer journaling more of a habit. So you want to make it obvious. So that means like you want to have your prayer journal, like where you can see it, right? And you want to make it easy. So that means you want to have everything you need. So that's going to be your prayer journal, your Bible, your pens, your highlighters. You want to have them all in one spot. And you want that spot to be both obvious and easy to get to. And then you want to make it attractive. And so like I used to, um, like I used to prayer journal in just like spiral notebooks which is fine. And, you know, maybe there was a time and that was all I could afford anyway. But I think if you can afford it, like, I think there's something to investing in something that just makes you feel good to hold, you know, even the paper quality, it changes, you know, or I've become my husband and I both have become a little bit snobby about the kinds of pens we like to use because, you know, like once you start writing with good pens, it's hard to go back to like, the really, really cheap ones. So if you can afford it, just make it feel good, you know? So maybe that means a pretty journal. Maybe that means, you know, thicker paper or better pens. If you can't afford it, it's not a big deal. But if you can, go ahead and make it attractive. And then to make it satisfying, maybe that's how you tie it into another habit that you already really like. Or, you know, you give yourself a little reward. So after I do my prayer journaling today, that's when I get to eat my dark chocolate or whatever it is. Put a candy jar on the table next to your prayer journaling chair. It can (laughs) only be accessed once you... Yes, yes. So um, if you wanted some of those prayer journaling resources, you can find that at prayingchristianwomen.com slash journaling. And now we would like to leave you with our blessing and benediction. Today and all days, may you be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. May he clothe you in his robes of salvation and adorn you with garments of praise. May you put on today a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. May you be covered by the full armor of God so that whatever this day may bring, you will be able to hold your ground. And over all these virtues, may you put on love, which holds them all together in perfect unity. And our benediction is from Romans chapter 15, verses 5 and 6. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.